How's it going, Simple Lifestyle family? This is your host, Carlos Rivera. And in this episode, I partnered up with my buddy, Bailey Mullins, who runs the Mindless Millennials podcast on iTunes, Stitcher. Y'all should check him out. And he does a lot of really cool episodes interviewing people from all different backgrounds, professionals, students. And he released this episode on his podcast, so go check him out over there. And I added it to my channel. It's a little bit different for uh, than what y'all will be used to in my channel, but we put this on there so you guys can kind of see a little bit of my personality, get to get to know me a little bit better, and I think it was pretty fun. We had a lot of fun making it, and as y'all hear in the show, we are going to South by Southwest, so if any of y'all are going to be over there, please come, you know, meet up with us. We'll probably have a booth, but uh, we'll keep y'all updated on that. So once again, Mindless Millennials Podcast, go check them out, and let's get started with the episode. Millennials Podcast. Carlos, Carlos, Carlos. Hey, we're going to South by, buddy. Hell yeah, bro. We're going. <laughs> I'm ready, dude. We literally decided on the spot. We were like, bro, South by is coming up. We got to go. Yeah, and then I was like, yes, sir. Like, you're down? down? Yeah, let's go, dude. dude we got Student the interactive discount. badge. Yeah, so I don't know if it's still on right now, but if you're listening to this right now, probably Wednesday, uh, you can still probably go get Student Discount South by Badge. Yeah. Basically, you just split that with a friend, and you get buy one, get one free. It's pretty nice. It's a pretty good discount, too. Yeah. So, good Carlos, good you are... The vice president of the Texas A&M Podcasting and Digital Media Association. Yes, sir. How does that feel? Dude, it feels amazing. It feels like I'm part of something with a good potential, good future. And, you know, it's just a feeling, you know, like when you get something involved in something, you, you just know it's going to be something successful. Yeah. You, I got that feeling like right off the bat. Mm. So I was like, yeah, I want to be, I want to be vice president, you know, <laughs> like it sounds cool, but like at the same time, it's like. I know why I'm doing it. Yeah, and I just kind of offered you the position like out of nowhere, just yeah. right and away. We just walked up to your table, man. That was I it. was like, dude, I want you to be involved. I told you that as soon as I met you. And we originally met through my sister's Mobile Squared yeah. company. Yeah. That was with Xavier. Um, how do you say Xavier's last name? Uh, Benavides. Benavides. He was yeah. on the show as well, so he was a guest on Oh, it. yeah, yeah, early yeah. on, right? Mm-hmm. I remember that. Talk about North Korea and some other stuff. Really? <laughs> Probably don't want to go back off topic. To <laughs> yeah. Got a little Topo Chico in my hand. Carlos didn't want any of the, the mineral water. I'm going to breed a filtered water kind <laughs> of guy. In the, in the metal. No, no BPAs. No, man. Straight out. Yeah. So you want to start a podcast yourself? Yes, sir. So what's that going to be? So at this point, I have creating a little bit of an idea what I want, right? Initially, it was going to be a, a podcast dedicated to college advice called Simple College. But I did. I honestly thought that's a little bit of a limiting one title and just concept in general because it's something I would do want to pursue after college. And I figured, hey, look, if I'm going to pursue this after college, might as well do something that can I can be reapplying consistently over years, you know? Mm. So I pivoted completely from Simple College and now I'm starting a podcast called Simple Lifestyle. And in Simple Lifestyle, essentially, I'm going to be bringing in people 
who have who have think have are living exemplary lifestyles, who are actually waking up early every day, who are actually meal prepping, who are actually you know grinding every day on on their on their hustle. People who are actually doing things right and yeah. a little bit of a motivation to everyone to just kind of see, hey, look, these are people just like you who are actually doing things that you be want to do. So. Come so what do you out. think the difference between those people and just the, the masses are? Between people who actually do things and mm-hmm. people who don't? Yeah. Yeah, and just try to get a little bit closer to the mic. Yeah, right yeah. there? Yeah. There we go. So I think, honestly, it's commitment. Mm. People people just don't commit. At one point, they say, okay, they're, they're motivated because motivation is a feeling. And feelings go away. So people are motivated at first. They're like, all right, I have this goal. I'm going to go with, through with it. But they, it, it falls through, you know? Mm. like. I mean, I think it's lack of one preparation, lack of vision, and you know, once things get tough, people kind of just start giving up. Yeah, and it's it's natural, you know. Like it's we all want to succeed, we all want to create something that's valuable. But when things get hard, when you know things hit the fan, people just give up, and that's that's kind of yeah, why. Yeah, it's I think. really when you hit those roadblocks, right? That yeah. that if you just don't give up and just keep going, you know, you'll eventually hit a spot where you're just like, oh wow actually paid off yeah exactly yeah that's what i want to exemplify mm. through the whole podcast you know because there's people out there who are doing things that you know that even i want to learn about that i want to implement in my life so so why why do you think whenever i met you and saw you that i instantly knew that i wanted you on board versus just like someone else honestly i think it's maybe because i I came off strong in the in the fact that like look this is what I want to be doing I like what you're doing mm. and you being like an example you know like I've been wanting to pursue this for a while and I just didn't know where to start and I yeah. had told you that I had started and I think just the fact that I had already had started maybe might have helped the whole process because a lot of people say yeah like I want to do this but they're still in the ideation phase and they haven't really yeah. applied anything so I think just the fact that I, I actually had started recording episodes kind of helped you yeah know? and I honestly like I I don't really do things just to do things. I do things kind of with a purpose. So at that point, I realized like, wow, like this is, there's a potential in creating a podcast and just being involved in digital media. Like you can influence people with literally just a few, you know, a few episodes a month. And I believe in the whole process. Yeah. And I think that the the part that we don't mention a lot, but is a, you know, inevitability is that it is hard to do this. It's oh, yeah. hard to yeah. start something, especially like a student organization or, you know, a business or a podcast like that is hard to do. And that's, you know, that's a big part of the reason some people don't. Yeah. Yeah. Just like they they already see the, so many things are going to, could go wrong. So it'd be like, like, nah, you know, I don't want to do it. Hmm. Whatever. You know, like I, I'd rather just do something that's a little bit easier because I think people, people think a little too short term. They're like, I want short-term gains, but they don't really think with, you know, long-term vision. What about in the sense of just a college student just wanting to get a job and just get their degree to get a job, being whatever the degree is, and mm-hmm. just do that? That's not short-term, but that's what they've been told to do their whole life. Yeah. And, I mean, the way I see it is that's a safe, that's a safe alternative to the million other things you could be doing, mm-hmm. right? And it has been a proven, what do we call it? It's been a proven path from many, many people in the past. So that's why I think a lot of people are, feel comfortable taking it. And also it's been hugely, hugely, you know, 
push toward our generation and everyone else just because the previous generations, you know, excelled with it. Yeah. But I just wish education, you know, had a startup incubator aspect to it. Yeah. It's a hands-on experience because right now it's not hands-on. I was just, you know, every other day I hear a professor say, these these students don't, like, especially over in engineering mm-hmm. or um, I think, I don't know what building it was, but they were saying, these students don't know how to actually do anything. Yeah. They know how to memorize stuff, but they don't know how to do stuff. Yeah. That's sad, man. It's so sad. Like, people are paying tens of thousands of dollars to not learn anything. And it's like, then what are you doing? Me and you are. Yeah. Like, what are you, <laughs> like, it, like literally, bro, like, we're, we're examples of it, you know? Mm. We're not exemptions, but it's it's a, it's a system, you know? You yeah. got to follow the system. At least we're trying to use it in such a way that will allow us to excel in different avenues. Mm-hmm. Because one of the, when you start to really look at it, you, you realize that the some of the most valuable components of college atmosphere is, you know, the people that you meet and network with. And then, you know, student organizations and student-led th- things, because that's the, those are the things that get in the papers, you know, the things that students have led and, and. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we, we are the driving force of our generation and the next ones, you know, like whatever we do now, we can impact the many people that are coming into this world. Like, you know, like, especially the college world, because like we can start something that can influence, you know, student A, B and C in whatever ask like maybe someone like you know because when you're when you're making a podcast or something like this you you have a vision for it and you don't know how that it's going to impact that person's life you know Mm -hmm. like maybe like a conversation like this could go a lot longer a lot further than you expected yeah and i think that's the hope right is that it does affect people's lives but at the same time it's like you have to do something you like to do and having meaningful conversations, I love, you know, having mm-hmm. cool, awesome conversations over microphones and they're enhanced, you know, in a cool studio is just, you know, it's really fun and awesome. And yeah. what do you think, like, why are, why are suited, like so many people of our generation just so blind to, to like innovation, blind to uh, doing things that you know, have substance instead of just consuming. Hmm. You think it's because we have so much abundance or what is it? It's just, you know, it's people are losing their minds. Yeah. It seems like, you know, we got sorority girls getting, maybe not sorority girls, but (laughs) college girls getting dogs and then throwing them under their bed and saying, stay there because they don't know anything else to do with them once they get bigger. And it's like, what kind of life is that for a dog? Yeah, poor dog, the... man. Yeah. I think I think it goes back to the um, the fact that people just don't like to fail, right? So they choose a path that's going to reduce the amount of failure so they can reduce the amount of hardships and then have to deal with it, right? But I think that's a completely opposite direction people should be going. Like, cre- like people who are creative should make the best out of their creativity. People who are logical should make the best out of their, you know, the logic abilities, so I feel like if people kind of pursue things based on literally what, like what they're good at and you just trickle down on their strengths instead of trying to fix their weaknesses, yeah. then one, they'll have a lot of clearer vision and they'll be able to take riskier paths because at this point, I mean, think about it. We're what, like 20 years old and a lot of people around us are around the same age. At this point, we can't really know how much we know about ourselves and what we want to do, mm. right? So there's the best thing to do is just to be the most self-aware as possible 
get to know yourself the best and then based on that start kind of formulating a, a path for you you know well don't you think we should have been doing that throughout high school yeah like, i agree focusing on what we who we are and what we want to do but very because few people told us that back no then, one told you know? us that no yeah. one i honestly don't remember being told that <laughs> Like, I, I thought it was a possibility, but I was just like, all right, I'm in high school because I want to go to college. Yeah. And But then you have to think about the why. Like, why are you going to college? Are you going because your parents want you to go? Are you going because all, your friends are also going? Are you, you know, like you have to think, why am I going down this path? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, you, you make your decisions based upon what your parents say. Right. Which is ridiculous. So ridiculous. You know, even people, sometimes, you know, you talk about... How you are the average of the five most people that you spend the most time with. And if you, you know, if those people aren't good people, you might want to rethink who those people are. And on yeah. top of that, you know, some of those people may be family members. Unfortunately, man. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And that's the hardest because like you can, you can always say like, okay, look, I'm influenced by society, but you can also say I was influenced by my family, but society doesn't have a face, but your family does. So like even having that conversation like, hey mom, dad, I'm I don't want to do this anymore. Just like being in front of them and telling them this, it's a lot harder than just being like, hey, like society screw you, you know? Society because like that's like there's no face of society. You can put society aside, yeah. but that has influenced people so much at this point. It's like oh society, this society, that. What are people going to think about me? Yeah, but society you know? also influences your parents, which influence you. Exactly. It's all it's all a circle, man. It's a cycle. It's yeah, a cycle. it's like, uh, you know, these these blind kids now, not physically blind, but uh, grow up without it being taught anything. And then you, you wonder why they're bad people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little baby. You're not teaching a little baby anything. You're completely neglecting a little baby. And you think that that baby is going to turn into a wonderful human being. No, like we got to start looking at some of these things and being like, well, how are we gonna you know mitigate that and i don't know because people have their rights over their own kids yeah so but we we all know that so people come from horrible households sometimes yeah i mean it's think about how important the upbringing is of a person you know it's it's what they have to a certain point in their life until they're able to make more decisions on their own you know have their big boy big girl pants on yeah then at that point they won't they will not know what to do because they're just gonna do what they already know based on what they learned at home you know yeah dude South by man South, South by. by that's all I think about <laughs> I'm like I want this week to end already so we just go my Literally, grandparents are gonna be there too cook us up some great food dude I'm looking forward to that like grandparents cooking something I miss man well and they love it that we're there you know spending time with them because we're kids in college we're in college and we're you know, spending time with these elderly people that made it, you know, to where we can be there. Yeah. Like, without that, then we wouldn't be here. And it's just like, oh, old people like, oh, you're really going to hang out with old? Yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> and I look forward to, you know, having a community of people around me, like big community all over the world. Uh, it is all over the world right now, a little bit more spread out mm-hmm. than, you know, being able to just go to a city and say, hey, all my fans come to this one spot. But uh dude it's so fun to do and i've met so many different people like the people that have came on this show are like high caliber people you know they're doing some cool stuff they've done some cool stuff and just by sitting down for an hour or two hours or three hours with these people 
you know, I know them better than a lot of other people. You know, I've had longer, more in-depth conversation with them, you know, since they, you know, had in probably a year. That's crazy. It's the power, man. The power of the podcast. Dude, and this started from nothing. I mean, I just decided. I've had a lot of influences, but, uh, yeah. Like, going back to what we, we, we talked about in the beginning, man, the commitment. You know, like, you you committed to yourself, and you've stuck with it. You know, you, you've you been persistent. So, you know, versus you versus a person who tried to start a podcast, and it's been, like, a year, and they still haven't released anything. Mm. There's, different, there's different things that you have applied in your lifestyle that has impacted you to be where you are now versus the other person, right? Yeah, and it's that consistency, but also just taking that first step is big. It's huge. That first step's the biggest one. It's like skydiving. Huge. But, uh, yeah, the biggest thing is just whenever you do, because you are going to get discouraged. It happens with everything. No matter what it is, you, you're going to probably think, oh, I'm not that good. I'm not good enough. Like, oh, my episodes suck. Oh, no one's listening to it. I'm not getting the views. That I'm not getting the listens I, I want. But you just have to move past that and know that, okay, everybody was in this point at one point. You know, no one really blew up overnight. You know, some people may have got this viral video out overnight, but what got them to be able to create that viral, viral video definitely didn't happen overnight. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. People want that. They want that so bad. They want that quick result. So that's what they end up trying to strive for. You know, they waste so much energy on the quick results and then they lose the vision. They stop mm-hmm. focusing on the things more long term and that's why things fall apart. What do you, what do you think are some, some ways to cope with that, to like kind of navigate that? Be like, oh, this is just... These are these are lies I'm telling myself. Do honestly? There's there's Go, probably Google more, Carlos. Dude. <laughs> well, honestly, I do kind of see you as a guru though. You seem like a guru type. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. You too. <laughs> I don't know if I'm guru, but bro, like ask your listeners if they think you're a guru. I think they'll agree. <laughs> I think they'll agree. I don't know. I just I like like kind of like you. I've I've read probably more books than their average person. I just love, I, I developed that. I got into reading because of podcasts. Hmm. A lot of the people that I listen to, I've been getting their books and been li- reading the books that they recommend just because like, you know, like these people, people you look up to and like these books sort of help them get to where they are. So it makes sense hmm. to, you know, also, you know, check them out. And a lot of those books are actually pretty famous. Like, you know, Tim Ferriss books, Gary V, Lewis Howes, all these guys, like, I've I've been reading the books and it's amazing, man. These people, they they know the difference between working hard versus working smart. Like you know, being an influencer, being a creator, yeah, versus just being a nine to five worker. Like there's a difference. And know? the way I see it is like it takes a certain amount of real life experience to be able to then open the door to learning. And to taking in information from an outside source and really being able to embody that. Yeah. So when you take something like a fiction book, you are actually, especially if you do an audio, you know, audio book, you, if you close your eyes, you are, your brain is, thinks it's living out this novel. It's living out this story. It's, 
it's downloading it's this information it it puts you in the perspective of the character you know you you let's say ender's game it's uh, about a guy that goes to battle school in space and he has to fight this alien race you literally start to think like that character which you know opens up the doors of so many different possibilities yeah that's insane and that's why media is so you know so influential and so important to kind of look at for children because there's some shows that I don't think kids should be watching oh no there's some crazy stuff oh, nowadays man. I've seen some of the cartoons now I'm like this does this would not fly in the 90s although, no way. although no. in the 90s there was some crazy stuff like what was oh that yeah show? it's not new it's not what new. was that Ren and Stimpy do you remember that it was like the two dogs Nah. Oh nah. my gosh. That maybe, was like maybe a weird show. Is like they would. They one episode I remember was they would take fat from Rin. Maybe it was Stimpy. I don't know which one it was, <laughs> but the fat dog, and they would pump it into the skinny dog, and I don't know why that was like able to be a thing. Like you watched as a kid, right? Yeah, as a That's kid. That's weird, man. Oh. But whatever then, whatever cells they keep making. This is going to make me sound like a nerd, but then I, I brought back the Yu-Gi-Oh. Like I, me and Jax just stumbled upon it, and we're like, oh, this is on Netflix? <laughs> so we put Yu-Gi-Oh on, and dude, that show is very intellectual. Really? Like it's talking about moves, strategy, all this stuff. I'm like, damn, I am excited. I watched this as a kid. Like this is awesome. Dude, Yu-Gi-Oh was one of those, you know, like the cards, right? The trading cards. I was huge on that. Like in early elementary school, it was it was amazing. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what everyone did. Everyone talked about. It. Everyone traded. But my parents one day told me, "Hey, you know, like these cards, no. these cards are made Demonic. by the devil. Oh. So you're gonna have to throw them away." And I was like, "Yes, yes, mom, I'm so sorry. I didn't know." And I believed them. <laughs> and oh my god! After that, I never touched Yu-Gi-Oh cards again. That's horrible. Yeah, that's man. soul crushing. It, it crushed my heart. It's kind of like Pokemon, but Pokemon was not that from the devil apparently so. <laughs> well because pokemon I, look like little stuffed animals and and eventually it became stuffed animals <laughs> and I, that's why i liked Yu-Gi-Oh so much more as a kid like i was looked at the kids playing pokemon i was like oh those those dorks <laughs> got my Yu-Gi-Oh right here got freaking blue eyes white dragon what do you got freaking char charmander hey charmander was cool man don't yeah, hate on charmander yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> i do agree yeah, so that's one thing we should talk about is the fact that with the combination between cryptocurrency and augmented reality, so say we're walking around with either glasses or contact lens, everybody is going to be a Pokemon trainer. Ooh. There's no doubt about it. But the cool thing is these if they structure it right with a crypto involved, each Pokemon, each potion, each pokeball each thing in there is going to have a real life value and so there will be an exchange rate to dollars as well for that so essentially in the very near future this is very near because augmented reality is a thing right now just getting the structure and getting the computer small enough which is you know moore's law our technological power doubles every two years which means our our Basically, our microchips get half the size. We can fit as the twice as many transistors on a chip as before. And so we know that the computers are going to get more powerful, and they're going to get smaller. So 
this the you know you're going to be able to be a real life pokemon trainer for a living essentially dude that sounds amazing i would probably like drop everything and do that <laughs> no doubt like I, I i used to play all the nintendo ds games for pokemon it was it was more than just a passion bro it was a yeah. lifestyle you know? <laughs> well it's hard for people to understand too it's like what that sounds no there's no way you could do that for a living. Well, you also be able to play FIFA for a living. Yeah, right people now, do that. People, well, people kind of do it, but FIFA has some type of like. My buddies were telling me they're playing with this team, and I don't play FIFA, but they were telling me that th- their team is worth like a thousand or five thousand dollars just because of the players that are on the team. Because you on this online mode, you have to like trade players, and there's like an actual exchange on the thing for players. Um, but uh, it, it's not it's not tied to crypto. But after you know, after all this, you know, everything is going to be tied. So anything that you're involved in, say that you just log on a site, say liking something on Facebook, you'll actually or liking something on YouTube, a video, you'll actually get paid for that one day. So it's like you're tying, you're putting personal value into that video by liking it because you're making it jump higher on the standards right so you're actually going to be able to then get paid for that added value that you've added to that which is amazing oh my gosh dude that's that's honestly like it it doesn't sound too way out of range you know like it's it's something that can definitely happen in the next what five to ten years Probably even less than that. I mean, five years. Let's say five years. Five years. But the augmented reality thing is really cool because not only are we going to be able to have these, you know, real life-esque video games running at all time, we'll also have these social networks integrated into that as well. So when we're walking past someone, we'll maybe be able to see, like, their achievements, what they've done, you know. Uh, their LinkedIn profile kind of right next to them, or it may show, you know, their gamer stuff, or it may show, you know, how many friends they have. It's just all up there. So kind of what happens then is like, yes, clothes are status symbol, but what eventually happens is you'll digitally post your status symbols around yourself, including your name. And then, of course, there'll be people that go in private mode, and you're like, oh, person's private what, what's going on there <laughs> i can't even see their name maybe i have to go walk up to them and ask them <laughs> dude maybe maybe you could do it like the old days you know go actually <laughs> meet this person and ask them what's up you know yeah so that'd be cool one day on at south by everybody's Ooh. augmented reality you know you don't know where you you want to go to this certain venue you don't know where it is you know, navigation arrow just pops up on the street in front of you. You're like, oh, let's just follow this. <laughs> Dude, that sounds, that's really, I've actually imagined, like I've probably dreamt about that. Mm. But now that you, like, you brought it up, it's honestly something that can definitely happen. Yeah. Not too far-fetched. And when it does, whew, I think that's going to be, that's going to replace mobile phones, man. Well, I hope that it brings people together in a social, you know, way. Because right mm-hmm. now we're kind of spread out because we, we, we look at these screens and there's that apparent isolation aspect. Is yeah. that we're looking at a screen. 
you know, if aliens came here right now and they looked at all of us and they had no idea what a phone was or like ancient people, they would think that's like some type of magic. Like all these people, they're just staring at their hand like all day. <laughs> they're just staring at their hand. <laughs> like what's going on? <laughs> that's a crazy man. Food for thought. Yeah, food but, for thought. But when we have it in our eyes. It's also scary because the amount of control someone that has access to those certain platforms could have over people. Oh, there's definitely the ups and downs. Yeah. Same with, you know, that's why, like, the whole crypto thing, there's always, like, there already has existed the completely good and completely bad side of it. How so? Well, I mean, you know, like, when it was so, because you can't track a transaction. Right. How people would so like do like market. black market. Mm. Yeah, you know, you know, like just a lot of illegal things. Yeah. But just because it wasn't regulated. So that's why people was, were completely against it and unsupportive. But then they saw the potential as well. And if with a little bit of regulation, I think it has a huge future. Yeah. <laughs> with a little regulation, I believe it has a real future. For it's starting to sound like Trump, man. A little presidential. <laughs> Bro, that is some crazy stuff, dude. Let's not get into politics. Yeah, let's not. But, like, Donald Trump's our president. It's weird. And then the, the alternative was Hillary Clinton. It's like, are we in a video game? Are we in a movie? Because if you put this in a movie, it would be way too ironic for it to actually be a movie. I just want The Rock No to be one would believe man. it. Oh, that's actually like a Dwayne topic. The Rock Johnson president. Dude, honestly. Kanye. I'm on Kanye's. You know? <laughs> I'm going to have to stick with Dwayne on this one. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the Rock would be a great president. Seems like, right? Yeah, man. He's had a huge huge influence already. He's bad to the bone. Yeah, bad to the bone. Either that or Kevin Hart, you know. <laughs> Dude, Kevin Hart. <laughs> Our country would. Oh, man, I don't know. Dude, I love have Kevin. you seen Chris Rock's latest stand-up? No. It's good? I don't even know. I, I mean, I like anything Chris Rock makes, but, like, this was a little harsh. Like, really? Like, Jax was like, yeah, man, he's a little racist against white people. And I was like, yeah, that's, no, that's just, that's always what he's done. We're just in a different political climate. And he's a little more harsh because he's had to step his game up, you know. He's a single 40-year-old man or whatever. And uh, he can just get away with it because he's black, you know. You can get away with talking shit about white people when you're black. Come on. It's been happening forever. True. Yeah. I guess at one time you couldn't. Hmm? I said I guess at one oh, time you couldn't. It's not always been like it. No, definitely. <laughs> no, it's really crazy. Times, have, times always have changed and then are still changing. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I just, I just, I just hope we don't blow up. Dude, I hope so. I really don't. <laughs> You hope we no. Do. I hope don't. Sorry, I hope not. <laughs> I hope bro. don't. I hope. I hope we don't blow up. Sorry, English is my second language. But dude, think about it. Like, maybe by the time our kids are sixteen, yeah, like we probably won't ever have to pay for driving lessons again. At that point, they're not gonna even need to know how to drive a car. Yeah, that's a little scary. I like the fact that we're gonna have self-driving cars. But then, what if someone just decides to shut down all the cars? You know, they just have this big button instead of like a nuclear button. It's just this button that says, shut down all the cars. Okay. And they go and just start yanking you out of your car. That That is a scary part because, again, they're still backed by software. So I'm going with Tesla. And software can Tesla be hacked. Tesla will never subscribe, bro. 
You don't even I trust know. Elon. Okay. Elon is the man, dude. When I saw him in person, I was like, because he came, he came to A and M. Really? Yeah. Because we A and M hosted the Hyperloop competition. Mm. I want to say two years ago. So teams from all over the world came, and it was amazing, man. Tesla's everywhere. There was like floating skateboards. I mean, hovering skateboards. Yeah. Like on, the actual hoverboards, you know, like they actually hovered. On metal? Yeah, it was on metal. No, it was a basic magnetic system. Apparently, like, a guy from A&M has created a hoverboard that or hover technology that doesn't need a metal base. Really? Yeah. Apparently. Is he making it or has he already made it? He's patented it. I know that. Really? Yeah. And he's, or no, he has made it. Yeah. If he's, yeah. Prototyped it. You got to get him on your show, man. He's in startup bagging land. Dude, get him on here. Yeah, I just that's all I've heard. So I don't know how legit it is, but I think it's pretty legit. You can find out how legit it is with an interview. Yeah. But he was, they were saying they the potential more is for like forklifts. Some wow. Yeah. Just That's crazy. I'm gonna worry about something. I don't know. No. <laughs> I wanna ride it. Dude. I don't wanna be on a forklift. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> you see like, people why? right <laughs> rolling around with, in a skate park with a forklift. Dude, <laughs> people would. Hey, people do. bro, check it out. My new whip <laughs> goes five miles an hour, but it hovers. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put their hand under. Apparently, like if you put your hand under it, it just like completely disintegrates. <laughs> no, I completely made that up. <laughs> made that man, up. man, you're, you're like creating something new right now. That's crazy. There's just so much out there right now. Like South by. Dude, South by. We're going to, honestly. We need think, to like plan out our whole dude, week. Dude, we have to look at the schedule. Like that's the goal this week. We're going to have everything planned out. Yeah. Like when we're going to see Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because we're going to see that guy. Bro, and we need to have some disc golf sessions planned out for in yeah. Cedar Park. And uh, we'll play at Zilker too. That's actually a really good disc course. golf. Yeah. No way. I've never played. You never played. No. I don't think you're gonna suck. But <laughs> I probably will. no. I used to play ultimate frisbee though. Okay. okay. So I can throw a frisbee. Okay. It's but it's disc not golf a frisbee, is, but it's disc golf. People bro. will get mad at you if you call it a frisbee. Okay. What is it? <laughs> it's a disc. Okay. It's a disc. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna be literally the exact. Same. It's like oh, you know, I can throw a tennis ball, a baseball, but it's not the same thing. It's still a ball, bro. Mm-mm. It's uh, still a ball. Mm, oh well. I, I, we'll find I think out. You'll be all right. Uh, but uh, we'll get with my boy. I usually Weston. suck at first with most things, but dude, we need to get a squad going. Squad disc golf. I'm ready. It's been so cold though, man. It's probably gonna get better. We're in Texas. It's cold. I want it to never be cold. That's why. That's why I moved here. Cause I, I, I don't <laughs> like cold. We've been we've been slowly getting disappointed over the years. Yeah, I mean it's been warming up lately, but I don't know if it's gonna just dive again. Maybe. Seems like it rains every South by. Dude, don't say that. <laughs> the, the one, when I went, it was fine. This was maybe junior year of high school, senior year. No, it was junior year. Dude, one time I walked home from South by. Oh, man. Okay, so what happens is the, the train runs really late, like 2 a.m., but my phone died. And hmm. I had a ride set up, but I wasn't able to call them whenever I got back there. Dang. So they had no idea. And it was already like 1.45 in the morning. And I went over to this guy in a cab. And he was, he's also running Uber. You know, they all do that now. And I was like, hey, man, like I live like right down the street. Can you just like drop me off? He's like, for how much? And I was like, oh, I got like 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> 
And he's like, I'll do it for four, 40. And I was like, what? oh, my god. He's like, what do you What do you mean, 40? And you're like, 50 bucks. He's like, oh, it's like oh, two miles away. Like, 50 bucks. Like, oh, come on. So I was like, nah. So I just started walking. And I cut through Avery Ranch. So the, the train station is right near Avery Ranch. And I cut through Avery Ranch. And I knew that there's this, like, park that goes to the YMCA trail in between there. So I went on that, but I thought that it was a a lot closer to the other side of the highway. And so I started going down this path and I was like all antsy, you know, after being (laughs) downtown surrounded by homeless people. And I just like keep hearing little things. And then I heard like something in the bushes and I literally like my heart dropped. I turned with my fists up, like ready to (laughs) knock some homeless guy out and ended up climbing this freaking cliff and going over the top and just walking through this field and as soon as I get on this field I hear vroom, 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 like in these like spotlights on me and I'm like holy crap and I just start sprinting because I'm on some rant and I've heard about this guy like I knew what property I was on and I was like, I was on some random guy's property. He can, you know, shoot me if he wants to just for sport. Oh, man. And I was just de- like just freaking Usain bolting it across the the freaking field, get all the way over to Brushy Creek Road and finally get there. And, yeah, I would not suggest cutting through. I think just, just walk uh, the path. Yeah, I hope you learned your lesson. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was an experience walking back. Hopefully we won't have to do that. Nah, whatever it takes, bro. <laughs> we'll, we'll split the 40 if we need to. But I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you play the sax, right? I don't. I don't play the sax. Mm, you play the clarinet. I don't. You play the the saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the same thing. No, man. You play what? The trumpet? Nah, dude. The, no no wind instruments. It's a it's a wood, wood instrument. The bassoon. Nah, dude. Get closer. It's bongo. <laughs> Even closer. Come I on. don't know. What is it? Violin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not that close. Yeah, you were pretty far. The I was just, bongo. I was just trying to keep you. You're close. <laughs> give, give me a little hope. You're close. Dude, the violin's nice. A little classical music. Dude, you can do whatever you want with it. Because I have an electrical one, too, and I kind of use that one to do more modern songs, maybe a little bit of EDM sometimes here mm. and there. You can, you can, can use it for EDM, dude. There's a lot of yeah, yeah. Mm. You can use it for you know whatever, dude. I wish my MPC didn't get jacked. We would be sampling and sampling and sampling. That's actually something I need to do. I want to put up all these records somehow. I need to like build boxes. How does one store records to where they look good? Hmm. Like now, I just have them in freaking bins. What? The? <laughs> Come on, it's ugly. Come on, I got bins in the studio. Come on, man. Come on. You need you need shelves. I need shelves. I need some some. I need some shelves. Yeah. Just gonna try to get a fine room though. I don't know where you're gonna put them. I need sh- right there, shelf one. Just you know, or oh, or like a corner shelf that goes on both walls, Ooh. and then it's just like on both sides. I think you're getting somewhere, man. Yeah, that could work. Would that look weird just sticking out like that? If we had AR. I want to do more of these podcasts with like buddies and stuff, but it's going to take like buddies 
to be able to have a good conversation too like yeah that people want to listen to like right now we're just kind of saying some nonsense but it's fun it is i scheduled a podcast with like the music i don't know he's like literally at the capitol so we're gonna be going to the the capitol over uh no way yeah so dude i've always wanted to go yeah. Awesome. Really? You haven't been there yet? No, I mean I've been to Austin, but I never actually. Wow, that's one of the go best to places place. to go. I love that. I bet. Yeah. When Pokemon, speaking of Pokemon Go, when Pokemon Go was going on, there was a ton of people there, like playing. Oh, so dude! Like, dude, there's Pikachu's all over here. <laughs> Pikachu's, Charmanders. Oh, I even saw Mew. I saw Mew, man. Mew too. Get that legendary. Do people like kids would go out of their way? Like, they would, like, maybe the parents drive them to different towns just to capture, like, oh, like, this legendary Pokemon. Really? Dude, people would go to crazy places just <laughs> to capture Pokemon. It's like, See, and that just shows it, it you how, culture. like, the potential of augmented reality. Because that's augmented reality. Yeah. Even though, like, you're not viewing other characters and all this stuff, and you're not, you know, it's not actual, like, contact lens of overlaid content on your environment. The very fact that you are your own avatar makes it to where you're around these other avatars in real life. You know, I'm pretty sure people have gotten married because of Pokemon Go. Oh, probably. <laughs> no doubt about that, man. Yeah. It's, it's it's a massive culture. Yeah, dude, but I love Austin. It's a good town. Yeah. So we're going to be making moves this South by. Dude. Get some stuff set up. I'm excited. I want to do a podcast with the pastor at Antioch Church so that I think that would be a cool one and then hopefully yeah hopefully Logan will be down there so we can get another Logan Sneed episode yeah that's a fun part like when you bring in guests you get to you get to know them pretty well you know so yeah. if, if there's people you admire it's an opportunity to get to know them yeah in an hour or two you know or maybe less yeah what's cool is whenever you're at a, like a time period that my podcast is at to where you're starting to meet some of the and talk to some of the people that you looked up to when you were a kid, you know, starting to get into those networks or looked looked up to, you know, as you were in high school, grow, going through this, imagining yourself maybe doing a podcast or listening to someone else's podcast, and you're like, "Whoa, I'm actually like beginning to enter that network of people that is." You know, that's crazy. Yeah. And it's pretty motivating too. Yeah, it's it's wild. Cuz you've been waiting for this you've been waiting for this time. Yeah. In your for sure. In your I guess quote unquote podcast career. Yeah. And it's slowly starting to happen, man. Excited for you. You think that boy Timothy Ferris will be at uh South by? Dude, he's always He at has South to by. be. Bro, if even I, before he lived in Austin, now dude, he lives in Austin. Yeah. Dude, what if he invites us back to his crib? Like, bro, just hop in my sauna. I got these Epsom salts ready. You know, you can take a nice little soak. Then we're going to all record a podcast in my personal studio. Oh, my God. Meet my dog right here. Dude, I actually had a dream that I met Tim Ferriss. Really? So I look, you want to make it a reality. Bro, I think dreams, like, become reality sometimes. Yeah. Like, I, I seriously do. I think so. It's all about execution. Dude, what? Do we, okay, so if we do meet Tim, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna say? Because we can't just be like some wacky guys trying to pitch him an idea. You know, we gotta gotta offer him something. It's like, hey, yo, Tim, 
you know, it's just my 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 buddy, you know, Bailey and I here, uh, we're young podcasters just like you. You're an inspiration to us, and you know, we have big goals. Like we we look up to you. We listen to you for years, and you know, you're part of the reason why we started a podcast. Mm-hmm. So what do you say if we just you know just record something? It doesn't even have to be released. Just you know, have a have oh, a, it'll be released. Okay, it's gonna be released. <laughs> And he, I'm sure he wouldn't mind, but like, you know, like imagine having Tim Ferriss in like one of your episodes. Yeah. Man, that'd be incredible. Gold. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I bet you he's going to be backstage at everything. He probably has private access to everything. Come on now. First year Tim Ferriss lives in Austin. He's going to be balling out at South by. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause he came into South by and he was one of the first people on Twitter when that came out and they were posting each tweet, like a live stream of the tweets during South by because they released it. And he was, he was like one of the top guys. He had like 500 followers or something like that. And it was like, the, he was the number one on Twitter. <laughs> oh man. It's even more of a reason to yeah. get him. Well, that's a good reason to be at South by is, you know, we're going to it. Yes. To have fun, but to be, benefit from it because we're going to the interactive events we're going to network with people we're going to meet people and even last year because i launched this podcast right around south by promoting there instantly you know spread the podcast everywhere because mm-hmm. people from all over the world came to south by and then flew out and i looked at the the tracking of like where my listeners are and you know they were in japan over in europe alaska california like everywhere, I was like, "Dang, this is pretty, pretty like pretty you know, awesome." Pretty, yeah, it's the beauty of it, man. Content creation, dude. Plus those pedicab people during South by make a ton. Who? What? What? Pedicab. You know that they, they're on a bike and then they have oh. a little cart behind them that pull people. Man, they're so expensive. They literally overcharge so much, but yeah. people are gonna pay it anyway. Dude, this guy gave me a free ride one time. No. Yeah, he was like, "Where are you, where are you gonna go?" And I was like, oh, I need to get over here, but I don't got any cash on me. And he's like, oh, yeah, come on, hop in, man. I'll take you over there. I need to go over to there anyway. Wow, so that's Just drop nice. me off right in front of this concert. Because those people. pedicabs can, like, go anywhere. Because they're not cars. They're, like, unmotorized. So they can yeah. go right in front of the venue and drop you off. Yeah. It's, it's so clutch. Yeah. Especially at ACL. But there's just so many of them, and there's so many people. It's kind of like... Man, bro, we're gonna. I'm gonna give some shout outs right now. New Movement Theater, uh, Cold Town Theater. We're gonna have to go see some comedy improv oh, for there. Sure, we will, dude. Improv is incredible. It's so funny. Even if they don't, even if they don't end up like doing anything, they bomb on stage. <laughs> it's still hilarious because you're you're seeing something they're creating right there in front of you. Even live podcasts too. We gotta look at those. Yeah. Hannibal Burris did one last year and what I did was I got there and I went and I was I'd met a bunch of people around there that were at the standing in line with me for the show and we got let in and what I did was I had a bunch of these like these little cards right here which is just you know for people listening an album cover of my podcast what y'all see on iTunes and this is when I was first you know, I made these when I was first launched it and just getting trying to get as many listeners as possible. And I was at Hannibal's podcast recording and he had a huge audience already. 
and I went up, I like snuck on stage and threw these on the the table that they had set up there. And I was like, oh, hopefully they'll like just get up there and start reading it. First things first, <laughs> just on on the air. I was just trying to pull off any which like little scheme or whatever I could. Just at South by, I was like, oh, and all these people are like excited around me. They're like, let's see if this if he pulls this off. <laughs> and so the like the, the guys running the event went up on the, the stage and pulled off the table, and so no. my stuff fell on the ground. But then they brought three stools up on stage. And then the guy looked down at these things, and I guess he thought they were supposed to be there. And he picked them up and put them on the stool and put the mic on top of them on each stool. Oh, I was like, man. Okay, this is awesome. This is, this is going to work out. And then, like, three minutes before the show, I guess they were trying to figure out hey, was this thing supposed to be up there? The, a guy comes running on the stage real quick and pulls all of them off. And then goes, I was like, oh. And Close. everybody around me, like, oh, at least you tried. At least. <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, but I mean, at least I probably. What did they do with the rest of them? Just throw them out? Uh, yeah, they probably just you know threw them away, whatever. But I mean, uh, at least you know I tried, and it's just a cool story now that like, you know, the p- podcast is pretty popular now that <laughs> th- that was one of my attempts at the beginning because <laughs> that's just that's kind of just pure hustle, you know? Yeah, it really is. Respect, man. Respect. Yeah. So you are from Houston, Dallas? Houston. Da- Houston, Houston. Houston. You're from Houston, and you're going to be staying in Austin for a week. Yeah. So what what are you looking forward to most? Like, you've been to Austin before, but... I have, yeah. Uh, but you've never been with a second-generation Austinite like myself. Exactly, man. <laughs> so that's why it's exciting, because you know things that, you know, you, your typical outsider wouldn't know. Yeah. You know, you know, like, local secrets. I know everything. You know everything about Austin. <laughs> and I wish I could say the same about Houston, but Houston just requires a lot more. I don't know. if You, you kind of have to live really close to downtown to really right. like know everything. Well, and there's not as much an eclectic little caveat to exactly, Houston yeah. that there is in Austin. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love I love my city, H-Town, you know, but Austin, man. Got a lot of good rappers from H-Town. Yeah. No, Travis that's, that's Scott, true. you know, Houston rapper. Yeah. Yeah, bro. And all the rappers love Houston. Drake loves Houston. Mm. Yonce loves Houston. Everyone loves Houston. I couldn't live there, though, man. Maybe like Cypress. Yeah. Cypress is nice. I just... It, it's... Like, the thing about Austin, you got water running through the middle of the city. You got Town Lake right there. And you got trails, little trails everywhere. You got Barton Springs Pool, Natural Spring. You got... The, the overlook over 360 bridge you got all these little like hiking spots and like this nature mixed in with city life and you know i, I just can't go full buildings city life i have yeah. to have like a bit of nature with it i agree i'm looking forward to that part man we're gonna go on a few hikes yeah for sure here and there like barton springs hopefully I'm telling know. you i give this boy a shout out all the time but my dude weston gonna hit him up you're gonna meet weston He's the man. Works like two jobs. Just grinds it out. Got a little place at my buddy Ricky's house. Um, he lives. He lives over there, which is cool. He's got a little setup. Nice. Yeah. We're in good hands, man. So what? 
is what what are your plans for the future are you gonna going to like what do you see i know you want to start a podcast and you're helping this organization grow but what is where do you see yourself in like three years hmm so in three years i'm gonna be you know right out of graduation maybe a year into the quote-unquote real world and man i'm still i'm still trying to decide you know Depends what the opportunities present, you know, because I, right after graduation, I want to go into a sales engineering career if, you know, and then work on everything else on the side um, because, like, I feel like going just straight into it, I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm going to try to sustain myself, you know, like, I don't want my parents to be paying for everything right after graduation, maybe for some time, like, once I'm, like, still paying debt, staying at my, yeah. my parents' place, but still working on the podcast, still working on my music, still, you know, doing all these things. Because, I mean, over time, things are going to start building and building. And I'm not, I'm not planning on, like, just giving up on my side hustles. And you play the you know? violin. Yeah. Yeah, I play the violin. When did you learn that? It's been 15 years, man. Wow. I was five when I first started. Dang, your parents just threw you into it? Or what? Well, how it started was that I wanted to play guitar. Because my aunts play guitar, and, like, they're amazing. And I love when watching them perform. And I got a guitar for, for Christmas, maybe when I was like six, right? And I was like, I want, like, I want to keep playing. Like, I want to I want to just learn. And in Bolivia, we couldn't find many, many good uh, music teachers mm. locally. So somehow we reached out to my aunts who were also musicians. They all, actually three of them play violin. So we reached out to them to see if they knew of any guitar teachers. But it turns out that they were like, you know, we don't, but has it considered maybe playing violin hmm. i mean at that point i don't really make many choices i was like six <laughs> so my parents were like well you know we're gonna take him you know let him see the place meet the, meet the teacher and see if he likes it and i went and i at first it was like a little intimidating because you know i had no idea the violin honestly starting off i could just see yourself as a little kid dude. this little savant just <laughs> rocking it out on the violin making this like insane like emotional like classical music just <laughs> dude exactly how you imagine it it's actually probably how it was really and i mean we had to perform since we were kids we were essentially forced to because like there's entire there's this thing called the suzuki method mm. right and with the suzuki method there's a bunch of different books right volume one to like i think there's like 12 or more i don't know but each book gets progressively harder and each book has like you know quite a few songs and to move on from one book to another you have to play the entire book from memory live mm. in front of a crowd. Really? So since I was like how five long or six. Is, how long is a book? Uh, let's see. Book one had 17 songs. From memory? From memory. When you're six? Yeah. That's incredible. So like we just had to literally memorize everything. That's probably so good for your brain as a kid. Oh, dude. That's why all parents are like, you know, like a little, not a little Einstein. Forgot the, the the name of it, but Little you know when <laughs> it's definitely not Little Einstein. But I think I mean it might it might be part of it. You know how parents just enforce their kids to listen to more classical music. Yeah. It stimulates something in their brain. It's it's actually I don't know the science behind it, but I just know well, that classical music is emotionally stimulating in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Like last South by one of my really close friends, uh, Savvy Escobar. She actually like was a consultant for me, helping me build the logo that I have right now and we went and saw because I ended up uh 
I ended up getting her uh, a wristband last year, and we went together. And one of the days we just went, and it was actually at the New Movement Theater, which is this, it's a coffee shop, but in the back there's this little kind of secret theater. And they do improv and all different types of stuff, but this South By event was classical music. And we're like, oh, well, let's just try it out. We're literally like sitting there just emotionally drained by this <laughs> this crazy like journey they've taken us on with you know two violinists and and uh, what's what's the big what's the big oh, one? cello oh cello yeah. or bass which yeah. the bigger one is bass mm. you probably you probably heard cello so yeah that's just it's emotionally stimulating it just for some reason it takes you on you know you can you can imprint your own emotions and memories onto the songs because there's no you know there's no vocals Mm-hmm. Exactly, man. It's, it's 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 beautiful, you know. Like it, I'm really glad I got into it and I stuck with it. Throughout junior high, I wanted to quit every year. I was like, "This is I'm I'm new to the country, like yeah. I don't want to be known as a nerd. <laughs> like I want to kind of be with the cool kids, you know." That was like my shallow mentality, and I was like, "I hate to be called a nerd." I was like, "You know, I was good at math. I mm. wore glasses. I had like really weird hair. I eventually had braces. <laughs> Completely different person, right?" And at that point, I was just ashamed. I was like, on top of all that yeah. violin with the nerds? Nah, man. Like, that's <laughs> that's not going to be good for my social life. So all that was getting to me, you know? But my grandpa was So you didn't very... take a band or anything in, in middle school? No. No, no. Okay. I've, I've been doing orchestra since sixth grade. Okay. So I did actually. So that I was... was like private, though? No, no, no. School orchestra. Oh, really? So I've been in school orchestra since sixth grade, like sixth through senior year of high school. Okay. Orchestra every single year. But after every year in junior high, I wanted to quit. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be labeled as a nerd, blah, blah, blah. But, like, my grandpa was very, very big on music. My grandpa from my from my dad's side. Yeah. And, like, he he, he motivated me to stay because, I mean, he loved the way I play. And he, he was so passionate about music. And I wanted to, I wanted to do it for him, you know. And that kind of, that kind of, that definitely kept me going. That, that pushed me to continue. And then little by little, I just started discovering, like, yes, I'm doing that for that reason, too. But I actually started really beginning to love it. And I started pushing aside the 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 influence of hey you like this is you being labeled as a nerd but yeah I don't care like I'll embrace mm-hmm. it instead of letting it get to my head you know so in junior high when I, I started doing track too so a lot of athletics not a nerdy thing and also in music it was like kind of a good mix and I liked it I I you know people were gonna have thoughts but at this point like I I, I take pride in being called a nerd it's not like it doesn't weigh me down anymore. If anything, it, it motivates me to keep going. So all that kind of build up to this moment. You know, like I'm in college. I'm starting to pick it up again. But it's hard because in in these years, I literally played every single day. And you know how you were required to play an hour a day and like record it? I mean, like wow. not like actually record it, but just keep track of it. And you get graded on that. Mm. So there was definitely a structure. and But you could like write in. That yeah, exactly. I definitely... <laughs> Because your parents have to sign it. So, like, the teachers will trust the parents. Mm. And sometimes, like, hey, mom, like, I only practice for, like, 10 minutes. Can you please just sign it? He's like, all right, yeah, whatever. But, I mean, it's a lot different. Like, you, you practice a lot, a lot more over over that time. And then you get to college, and it's like, maybe play once in a while, mm. right? Unless you really dedicate, right? And that's but what that I started muscle doing. memory is still there. Muscle right? memory is still there. The sound is definitely not the same as it used to be. But um, I'm, still gonna, I'm still doing it. You know, I'm posting yeah. music on social media. I'm still... You know, I'm, I'm doing something to start, right? But, uh, dude, so you came from Bolivia. Yeah. So when did you move over to the U.S.? And, like, why? And 
how is that? Like, well, do you, do you feel like you have, you know, I, I, I'm, I suppose you came over when you were pretty young, but do you still have that like kind of change perspective because you did come from a, another country? Oh, absolutely, man. I've been here. I moved when I was eight. I was born over there, came when I was eight. We came for my dad's job. He was an oil and gas and it was a much better opportunity. The plan was only to stay here for like a few years. It's been like 12, 13 years now, you know? So the plans changed throughout, but I'm really glad that they turned out the way they did. Yeah. And my family you're did try to you're a full-time citizen. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. a citizen now as of last year. Actually. Oh, really? Like the paperwork took a while. Like, I mean, it didn't have to take that long, but we just kind of put it off. Whatever. Eventually we, we, we got it. Right. So I became a citizen last year. I have dual citizenship and it feels amazing. You know, like I have, I can do so much now and it's, it's, it's a huge difference. In both places. In both places. Exactly. And I think my roots are still there no matter what i'm so always going to be from there right and we try to go at least once a year because it's important man staying staying close to the roots i i personally believe that if you were born somewhere if your family if your ethnicity like if you're just you gotta stay true to your identity you know and i i, I know so many people who both of their parents speak spanish and they don't hmm. i'm like that that is so sad to me man like you have the people to teach you and you're not getting the most out of it. And I just feel bad for them, you know? A lot of times it's not even their fault, it's the parents' fault. But what I've loved about my family is that we've had a rule at home that if you're home, talking to anyone at home, you're gonna talk in Spanish. Wow. So, and if you don't, they will get called out. And honestly, but like at first I was like, I was so mad because like <laughs> all day I'm speaking English outside with my friends and everything and I come home and like, it's like all this change, but I'm really glad they did that, and I'm gonna do that with my kids too. My kids are gonna know Spanish, even if I marry an American, it doesn't matter. My kids are gonna know Spanish, right? And I'm gonna enforce that rule. Hmm. If you're at home, you're gonna talk Spanish. Cause you look like a white guy. Oh, dude, I'm I look like a very <laughs> white guy. I can tell you my name is Kyle, and you'll believe me. All right. So like, I mean, it's good and bad, right? Cause in, when I go over there, it's like I look different, but mm. my my dad also looks white, and a lot of my friends over there also look pretty white. It's just it's it's just the European influence. Right, even if you go to places like Argentina or Uruguay, you're gonna find people with blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah, you look at them at first time, you're like, you're not Argentinian. What the? They then they start talking. It's like, oh, okay. But again, like going back to it, I love I love to stay true to my own culture, and yeah. I'm never gonna let it go. So at this point, I do see things very differently. Like I I do have I still have that drive that you know a lot of immigrants have, and I see the opportunity here. And one day I want to end up back in my hometown where I was born and raised. Really you know? live there full time. Yeah. Like I want to mm -hmm. eventually once I start growing something here, like my ideal goal is to create something here, generate income in dollars and eventually being able to travel the world and spending dollars, but in value of the currency that of the place I'm in, you right. know, like, like $1 is the equivalent of around what? Seven Bolivianos, which is the currency in Bolivia. So it's it's pretty That's decent. A pretty good exchange. And like people who live, you know, middle class lives here, live like royalty over there, you know. And of course, Bolivia is one example. There's countries that it's also the Where same is thing. Bolivia? It is landlocked in South America. Hmm. We are landlocked by Peru, Chile, uh, I think Argentina too, Brazil, just right there, dead locked in. And yeah, I have a lot of buddies in Brazil. Really? Yeah. They're wild. Dude, man. Brazil's a beautiful country. They party hard. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Carnival. Have you heard of Carnival? Uh-uh. 
So in Brazil, it's a huge, huge, huge festival. Okay. Like the whole country celebrates, right? There's parades. There's just a bunch of different, a lot of fun things going on. And in Bolivia, they do the same thing, but it's not as festival-ish. It's more like you go party, you know, mm. like you go party, the streets close. People just celebrate for it's like, like one two big days party for like two days in all of Bolivia. Yeah. Where people load up like water guns and fill them with ink like water balloons spray is, people with ink yes dude it is honestly the funnest thing ever and I'm, i only lived through that when i was a kid hmm. right up to my like seven years old so i didn't experience like our age group over there you know right and it is wild have you been back since i've been back yeah yeah okay. i go i go try to go back every summer okay some some christmases here and there but man like it is so much fun like when i when i graduate like I'll be graduating in the fall, right? Yeah. Of 2019, so that that February, which is when Carnival is, like I'm gonna make sure I'm not working, because I'm going to go literally experience that at that age, because it's it's one of those things that like I need to I need to just have one, at least one of those experiences. And hopefully by that time you'll be a full time podcaster, dude. It should be amazing. That'd be that'd be a dream come true, man. Yeah. That's a whole then, goal. then, like you said, you can be making that income while traveling around or wherever. You the know? digital nomad, bro. That's the goal. Yeah, that is like my my ideal title. My digital goal. nomad. A digital I like nomad. That. I didn't make it up, but it's like a it's a real thing, you know. But that's exactly what it they is. They use you that travel. for like a lot of YouTube marketing, right? Yeah. It's like sign up for my program, become a digital nomad. <laughs> you can make a million dollars. You can travel around wherever you want with me. Exactly. Meanwhile, they've rented like their cars and the house, and like. And I mean, and that's why, like, I don't really go through with them. Like, I understand they're living the lifestyle that I want to live, but I don't just kind of go with it, because I know how I can live that lifestyle. You literally just have to have a certain amount of passive income from a few streams, right? Yeah. And as long as they're generating you income, you can do these things. It's not like impossible. Yeah. The way the the the, the question is what you want to do. You know, part time, and are you providing value exactly. for someone else? Because that's the most important part, man. Providing most as much part. value as possible. Yeah, and that's why, like, okay, someone I truly admire, like all the content he produces, is Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, you know, you know, he's he's what they call a digital uh, a media a social media guru, right? This guy just spits content all the time. Like all his best con- best content is released to the public for free. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't create like these $500 courses where he can profit from, you know, like other people do. Like he gives out his best content and for free, for free, right? Like everything he knows, like if you follow his, his, his advice, you will make it like you will definitely, you have, you have a structured system to follow, but the amount of people that actually follow his advice, it's like less than 1%. Well, it's hard to follow his advice because he says, wake up early, you know, stop being a bitch, <laughs> you know, just, uh, yeah. But I mean, I, I do respect all that, right? So then, from from coming coming back to this, it's like he's providing a lot of value, you know. Like that's 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 exactly what I want to do. I just want to provide as much value as possible, learn from as many people as possible, and just boom, give back, you know. Yeah. So that's a whole that's a whole goal, man. Yeah, because it's, it's so much more important for you to affect other people positively than just a rack in dollars. Yeah. Because like, who cares? And you're, you're gonna have to give it all back anyway. You're gonna die. Yeah, like, that's a that's a real thing. You're gonna die. You can't you can't do it for the money, man. Honestly, like it's like in short term thinking. You know, like I do want to play the long term game. You know, 
I know what I want to be working and for. And what is the real long-term game? That's your internal life. That's your eternal life. Yeah. Which, you know, most Legacy, likely man. most likely has to do with, you know, how you treat people, how you interact with people. Because I've heard there's a lot of people that work in, you know, these hospice and see a lot of people that are, you know, close to death and that are dying. And even sometimes people will die and then come back, right? And be like revived by the, the hospital or whatever it, whatever it is. And a lot of the, the people say, and I've heard this like in so many different accounts, they say, I relived every interaction that I ever had, but from the other part, person's point of view. I was in their body, seeing myself interact with them, feeling how I made them feel. Wow. That's crazy, man. And that, that just kind of gives you that perspective, like, oh, man, like, you literally have to think, what kind of legacy am I, am I leaving behind? You know, what am I going to be remembered for? Because there's one thing that people will never forget, and it's the way you made them feel. Mm. You know, the things you say, things you do, they can fade. But the way you made someone feel, that sticks with them. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think the thing with a podcast, it has to be more about you than it has to be more for you than anyone else because if you don't enjoy the conversation if you're not enjoying the conversation neither are your listeners yeah it's plain and simple it all starts in the core man with you yeah you know? how much you believe in your goals how much you believe in what you're doing that will that will that will literally reflect on everyone else yeah and i think that's a big part of this organization we're doing is like i had a you know i'm didn't always know how to lead but this semester i've been you know such a good leader in my eyes like even in other people's eyes too but in my own eyes i've been such a good leader and like i've been able to instill this like passion and goals into y'all and the rest of the you know, the group and they have truly you know caught on to to what we are trying to accomplish yeah man and I, i'm glad there's a common goal in it all because you know, it's, it's a hard thing to do, it's a hard thing to start, but once we get it going, once the ball's rolling, man, we're going to be so glad we, you know, devoted all the infinite hours to planning and recruiting and all this stuff because it's all, it's, yeah. it's all going to be worth it. So do you, are you a traveler? Do you have like, have you been traveling and, and is being from Bolivia and have seen other parts of the world, has that affected like your ability to be who you are? Like you know, being able to join a group and, you know, lead a group of such creative and different individuals? Dude, definitely. I, well, for, back to the original question, yeah. if I'm a traveler, I, I want to be. And I, I, I have taken a few trips, you know, road trips with my friends. We have gone to Big Bend. We have gone nice. to, well, my family have gone to Grand Canyon. You know, we've driven to Colorado a few times. And we need to go there, dude. I love Colorado. I love Amazing. Do you snowboard? Uh, I'm a skier. Skier. Yeah. Snowboarding. I dude, I, I tried snowboarding. Really? He's trying. Oh my God, man. Worst experience. Why? I fell so bad on my tailbone and I was just immediately scarred. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to do this again. I'm probably still going to try it someday again. You look like a skier. Now, what does a skier I'm look sure, like? I'm sure man? you sound like a skier too. I guess so, man. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. And I honestly, I, I do want to travel more. Like, you know, it's not, it, I don't think traveling should be about like a, an issue about money. Like, oh, you know, I don't have enough money to travel. Well, if you would have if you would have stopped 
spending money on these all these irrelevant things, you mm-hmm. could save a little extra cash to travel. Yeah. So I don't think it's an excuse. And a lot of places you can go to for really cheap. Like hostels, they're incredibly cheap. How dope would it be to convert a Tesla truck to a full self-driving home with a studio in it and traveling the whole United States? Incredible. That would be amazing. It would be awesome. And, it would, and, every, and every time it's running out of fuel, it'll stop at a station by itself, load up by itself, and then continue. You literally don't have to do anything. It could be recorded in podcasts at the same time. Exactly. You're I want the, the I want the back of the the truck to fold out into a stage, so you can put on like live music performances wherever you are. Or because I saw at South by last year, this was one of the coolest things. We're just in the middle of Sixth Street. You know, they have it blocked off and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, this truck just pulls in. It's like, you know, half, it wasn't a semi truck, but it was like one of those half, those small little trucks with the, I don't know, it had a big box on the back though. It just pulls in out of nowhere and like this drapes fall off and there's this this clear part in front of it. And these people were called Kick the Robot. It's a dope, like, I don't know what to even call it. It's a rock band. Uh, They had these like funky glasses on, these old like uh, 70s, like, uh, boots on and you know the kind of Willy Wonka looking stuff and we just rocked out like in the middle of 6th street in this truck no way. this clear you know truck uh, and that's kind of what inspired the, the whole you know, travel thing but that was an awesome I was like okay I'm, I'm fans of these people they just pulled in the middle of 6th street <laughs> out of nowhere coordinated and rocked on and I have a video. I'll put it up uh, with this podcast. But that's amazing, man. And that's that, that's what gets me even more excited about South by, you know. And and then back to the question, like being a traveler, being from Bolivia. Every time I go to a new a new a new country, I'm just I'm pumped. Like I went to Argentina this past summer, and it was it was amazing. You know, like I I have a different perspective, and I know what I wanted to get out out of mm. the experience. And I think that's a big thing to note. You you go into you need to go into these experiences, whether that's traveling or whatever the experience is, with intention to get something out of it, and kind of like good idea of what you are gonna you know what's there to expect and what you're gonna get out of it. But you still you know you end up coming back. You're like, whoa! I did not expect to like be transformed like I was. Exactly. Like it's good. It's good to go with a little bit of clarity but also with some open-mindedness because mm. the situation can turn out however, you know? Like, I didn't know I was going to be petting a tiger when I went. Mm. I ended up petting a tiger. <laughs> it was awesome. I went out of my you way. You do that in Texas, though. Dude, that's true. But this You know, thing- there's more There's more exotic wildlife in captivity in Texas than all of the wild of the world. No way. 100%. You got to post that article in the description of the podcast. It's truth. It's the <laughs> truth. That's crazy, man. But yeah, like so when you maybe when you not travel, if we include all the bugs and stuff like that. But not the bugs and stuff. But I know we got a shit ton of tigers <laughs> sitting around in freaking cages in a Mike Tyson's house. Yeah, probably, dude. Mike Tyson, he's a man, the myth, the legend. So yeah, definitely being from Bolivia, I I've, I have a different perspective on when I travel places. You know, I I don't do it to take the nice pictures. And get like the, the the good videos, which I respect that people do. Like uh, honestly, but when I go, I just personally I don't like I don't like to just I, I like to kind of be in the moment, not capture yeah. it. 
But at the same time, I kind of wish I would have captured a lot of those things because, like, there's some things I've seen that are like, wow. That's why this I want to cool get the new GoPro camera. It's like a 360 cam, but it only has two lenses. And you can, it's waterproof. So you can literally just attach that to, like, say you're on a kayak. And then what's cool about it is it's 360, but they have this built-in software to where you can go back in and edit it to where it looks like you have a little cameraman sitting there and panning, you know, wow, something's going by. And you can literally, like, adjust the angle like it was just one cameraman. I'm like, for for y'all listening, I'm putting my hands up in this weird little... <laughs> but, yeah, so they just released that. And so that's amazing because you can just have that with you and then you can record everything going on without having to, like, get the right angle or anything like that. Like, they demoed it and they showed a, a skateboarder he put it in the middle of the you know the bowl and then boarded all around it the bowl and you could see where he goes all the way around but then he went back in and edited it later to where it's following him as he's you know just one frame at a time not the full 360 just one you know regular normal frame around the the skateboard bowl so like as if someone was filming him and moving the camera while he was going that's crazy yeah Good for GoPro, man. I'll, I love. <laughs> I honestly, I mean, I'll definitely. That's a save good up. company. Oh, dude, great, great company. But yeah, man. I want to be a traveler. That's decided. There's too much out there to see that. That I want to. That I want to see that I haven't seen. Like, it. I think the coolest, the coolest thing to say would be, uh, I have instead of saying I've made this much money, I want to say I have traveled to this many countries. Hmm. Like I have had this many experiences that that has a ton more value like i know there's people that have been to every single country in the world i saw an interview with this guy who he had visited every country in the world and there was flashcards and there was like you know how many countries are like over 190 and there was these flashcards with every single country and then when he would randomly pick a card with the name of a country and he can give you a quick like five second story that he remembers from that country on the spot i'm like that that's incredible that's pretty amazing. You know what's even more valuable than that is how many people have I changed their lives? Oh, yeah. So, like, Definitely. while you're traveling, it's a, you know, especially being an American, it's a very, you know, good opportunity for you to affect people. Like, you'll meet so many people in impoverished, you know, situations or people that have never really, you know, they haven't been taught things because or they they haven't had access to certain things that we've had in america and you talk to them like i met this guy from indonesia i was the first american to ever and he's been working around americans i was the first american to ever say a single thing to him wow how'd that feel when he told me that i was like what <laughs> i was like what <laughs> is everybody just a big asshole or what <laughs> But that's amazing. Props to you for that too, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think he listens to the show now. Really? Yeah. Well, shout out to him. Shout out, I forget awesome. his name, but he was a cool dude. Indonesia. It's just so like he explained to me his situation. He's like, Yeah, I'm like, Well, so why are you doing this job? And he's like, Well, uh, you know, I wanted to go to college but don't have the money and I want to move away and this is like the best opportunity like when I got this opportunity it was just oh so good and he, he like picks up trash and I'm like what the heck he's like I get paid way more here than everyone like anywhere else he gets paid like 
$1,000 a month or something like that. That's pretty good. That's <laughs> pretty not bad. 12000 a year. Yeah. It makes like 10000 a year or something like that. Well, I mean, if it's on the side, then that's really not bad. That's his main job. That's his main job? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, it's comparatively, like, to what they can do without that. Yeah, it's pretty good. But, like, when you compare it to here, it's like, whew. And it keeps going up, man. Like the national average is around like forty to fifty thousand a year. Yeah. Per family. You know you know what's crazy? It's blowing my mind. To be in the top one percent of Americans, you know how much you have to make a year? Sixty thousand? Top one percent? Oh, one percent. Hundred thousand. Top one percent. Hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand. And if you think about it, that's okay, yeah, that's a, it's a good amount of money, but to be in the top one percent yeah that's actually not that bad well when you get up there too the threshold is just oh but think about how many people are like making millions you know like nowadays people are making millions that's a good question there's thousands thousands of people making millions probably more than that probably about i'd say probably i don't know i don't know (laughs) it's it's interesting for thought (coughs) it's 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 amazing there's ten thousand people making a million I don't know. I feel like a million is a very achievable number now. Yeah, like, I, it's I, like I, a million dollars. Come on. We can do that. You can, you can get it. <laughs> Compound interest, bro. Compound interest. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy. A lot of people just live so many completely different lives, and you, you, you just see that money is really not that big of an influence. Like, it is not directly related to happiness. Mm. I read a few studies, and one of them was saying there's a threshold at – Seventy thousand dollars a year. That were like like the 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 scale of happiness increases up to that point, and then after literally at seventy seventy thousand, it kind of plateaus hmm. until a certain point, like in the heavy millions. Because right? you lose all that anxiety from financial stress. Exactly, like you can live very comfortably. Of course, it depends where you live. New York and San Fran might be a little bit different, but you can live a very comfortable life with seventy k. Yeah, you know, especially if you've cut your expenses. Oh yeah, that's a big thing. Like if you read, if you have you read Rich Dad Poor Dad, yeah, by Robert Kiyosaki, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you know, you have to. Your assets are important. Always, they always will be, long term speaking, and like you're gonna have liabilities, and then if you ever reduce expenses, man, it's, it's 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 all about a formula, you know. Like we we there's people that spend thousands of dollars on Starbucks throughout the whole year, and I mean the coffee's an expensive habit, dude. It is. It's more than gas. It's more than gas. Yeah. It adds up. A little cup of coffee, four bucks. But if you have literally thousands of those a year. Whew. Plus a car payment, house payment. like There's a lot. There's a lot. Man. There's so much. Yeah, that's like my biggest thing is just reduce the amount of financial stress that comes on your bank account. Just don't be, don't have as many dollars going out. Yeah. Just have dollars coming in. I like that. It's easier said than done depending on your situation. But of course, yeah. Yeah. But I mean I've heard this plenty of times and I mean I honestly kinda do believe in it. It's it's like real talk though. You know, like I think a lot of times I hear it from Gary Vee anyway, but I've heard it from multiple people. And it's like your upbringing your upbringings don't really matter, right? There's people who were brought up in very, you know, poor situations who have gone out of that situation and are extremely hungry. And they, they do very well, right? And there's people who were born into privilege who are very soft, 
who don't know how to react to failure, who can't overcome challenges. And at the same time, they both have like, in a way, different types of advantages, right? It's what you make out of your experience that's going to really matter, right? Whatever you produce, whatever you create, the market's not going to care where you came from. The market's not going to care who your daddy is, right? That's how they say it. It's just the truth. You know, like if you create something good, something valuable that people want and people enjoy, it's it's going to show, right? The background doesn't matter. It's just being, creating content, being, hmm. you know, creating value. Yeah. Yeah, I agree to that to a certain extent. But if you're born in the Philippines, in the, you know, the, the shanty towns, it's going to be pretty hard for you to get over here. Oh, yeah. Like, statistically speaking, it doesn't happen often, you know? Unfortunately, what you were born into, it's kind of like the what's likely going to happen. But these days, man, especially with the internet, there's so much opportunity. Well, we don't even know? understand the crazy lives that they're living, man. Like over there in, in the PI, the traffic problem is just horrendous. It's so weird. And the pollution at the same time, these people literally wear face masks around some people. Because there's so much diesel being burned all around them for everything that, you know, they can't breathe. And then combined with that, if you, like literally, if you want to go, let's say, like a mile away, it's going to take you like 45 minutes because you're stuck behind up. Like literally the whole, the whole island is pretty much maxed out with cars. So they have a law that you can't drive on certain days. So what do people do? They buy another car, and then they can drive on all the days, and they buy another car. So people start to have three or four or five cars, which takes up more space, and then you know the, the, whole, the whole idea of that, that law being in place to where you can only drive on certain days, it just distinguishes, it just you know, annihilates it. Wow. But the financial interests of these car companies want to, you know, put the, put those in. And the funny, crazy thing is, these car, these they make different. So they have like Toyota, they have the same brands. But those companies make a different version because there's not as high of, you know, environmental standards there and different like safety standards and all this. So they make a much cheaper car and sell it for the same price. And that just spews out just carbon dioxide left and right and you're just breathing it in the whole time and then you're starting stop and start and stop to get anywhere but the malls are crazy big <laughs> oh yeah they're huge six floors three different buildings they have like everything you could ask for in these freaking malls and like that's what they do for fun around there they go to the mall it's Man. crazy even though Amazon's doing making big moves over here in America, malls aren't going away anytime soon in the Philippines. Oh yeah, I'll tell you that they're going away here. It seems like Malaysia, Singapore, like the mall atmosphere is, huh, completely different ball game. Yeah, but I agree, man. Like there's there's definitely there's so many different situations that people are living in. I agree that life isn't fair. You know, a lot of other people are given a lot more opportunity than others, but. We're all in the same game. We're all human. We're all in the same game. And, you know, we got to live our life. 
Dude, so what's coming up for Carlos? Dude, I'll tell you what's coming up. So it's a fun one. You know, we're kind of all over the place, but yeah, it's gonna be kind of hard to pick a topic for this. How buddies are. Yeah, you know how it is. It's conversation flowing. Vice president up in here. He's making moves, ladies and gentlemen. Carlos, Ribera, Ribera, Ribera. I got it right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The first and the third time. All of them, man. He's making moves. I'm making moves. I like to think. All thanks to you, man. You no, nah, not all thanks to me. You're Don't give me, me that much credit. <laughs> nah, yeah, man. I I realized that I've been wanting to do things for a long time, and I didn't take action. I, I, I've been saying I'm going to do things because I, 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 I wanted – I tell people I'm doing things, and I'm like, all right, I'll, based on that, I want to be, like, indirectly held accountable. But then at the same time, they still don't happen. Well, look you at know? what you did. You took that first step. You had to take that first step to come up to the table. And the the first step you took before that was, you know, coming up with these ideas, thinking, thinking, oh, maybe this is something I do want to start. Maybe this, maybe this is a good idea before you even, you know, even saw the table. But taking that first step to come up to the table, look at what that's turned into now. And I think that's something we can, you know, instill in other people more. Just go up and try. Go up and ask something. Go up and talk. You know, you didn't know that I was instantly gonna be like, "Whoa, this guy's, this guy's on point." Let's let's make this happen. No, you had no idea. You had no idea of just walking up. You you probably thought you're just gonna oh learn about the podcast. Oh oh, what's up, Bailey? Like oh, remember back in uh, the Shark Frenzy event? Oh yeah yeah yeah. But no, it it turned into, you know, we now have a huge organization, and yeah. we have, by the way, a little plug. We got. Uh, Informational on two no Wednesday, Wednesday and, Thursday and Thursday at five thirty. Yes, at MSC twenty five oh four, I believe. You no. can email digital media at tamu.edu if you have questions, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Carlos is looking it up right now for y'all. But uh, if you do go to A and M MSC, yeah twenty five oh four twenty five oh four. My memory's good. Come on now. <laughs> but yeah so uh carlos got a uh new podcast coming out soon gonna get some episodes recorded for him before south by so we can go out there and promote um what else man i got a i started an instagram page for my violin covers at ribera r-i-b as in boy e-r-a underscored records i'm just kind of posting stuff right there quick minute covers a violin um i'm just getting it started you know like i know the quality is not the best i literally use my phone to record them you know nothing professional and i literally just play right just kind of want to get content out there start creating i know over time i'm gonna get better and my video is gonna get better my, my quality is gonna improve the video is gonna be better and then based on that i also started a youtube and it's my name on it is the mashup violinist and i'm gonna just once Do I covers. get my looping, doing covers on there, once I buy my looping pedal, I'm going to start creating covers on there, you know, just messing around. Dude, we ought to get you in here with the violin. Get Dude, some violin awesome. going, get that little keyboard you got, the Ikea Mini. Yeah, MPK go. Mini. Yeah. Make some beats. Yeah, do like, that's just stuff that just excites me, you know, like, I get, I get home after a long day, and I start playing, and it just, like, all goes away, yeah. you know? I can't wait for y'all to hear some of my, my raps. Oh, they're fire! Are they? Dude, you heard he heard some of the little freestyle he can before flow. this episode. <laughs> this dude can flow. 
Y'all just I, uh, I can float like I I got it. Uh, <laughs> but you know, being a white boy, it's a little yeah. different. But you know, I'm kind of like the logic type. Got a different style than him, of course. But um, okay, give me your top five rappers. My top five rappers. Yeah. Dude, I hate to go basic, but I'm gonna have to go. Basic. Okay, let's do it. Like, I don't, I don't really like look for underground DJ. I mean, not artists, <laughs> but you just heard that underground dude. That that dude went. Oh in. yeah, that what was, was that, crazy. What was his name? Underground Underdog or something. That, that was his album. Okay, that's album. It was like I forgot what it was. Yeah, but man, top five rappers. I'm gonna have to go basic, bro. Like honestly, I was a huge fan of Logic. Okay. In high school, like I, I've seen him live. I've seen G Easy live. I'm always gonna respect what they do. That's not so basic. Nah, it's not so basic. not so basic. Eminem, Eminem, oh, so always. You, so you like them white boys? Then come on. I'm, I'm getting come there. Come on bro. I'm now. There. <laughs> Honestly, bro, Drake, like always. Okay. Can't can't deny that. And God, who would be the fifth? Was that three or four? What about Wayne? What about old school Wayne? Dude, Lil Wayne. Man. <laughs> Young Moolah. I don't know, bro. Yeah, Moolah, baby. I used to, I used to actually listen to a lot of Lil Wayne back in the day. Back huh. in the day, everyone did. Everyone did. He, he brought rap on the scene, man. Dude, put it up. He put it in front of us. Yeah, right there. Lollipop gave us a lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> gave us a lollipop. Said, "Hey, here's some candy." And bro, and <laughs> people loved it. People freaking loved it. But honestly, I I just I love my my my, my roots, bro. Okay, what is I that? stick to the class, the Latino Latino Ooh. reggaeton. Give me some saying? like artists for that. Oh, dude, you have J Balvin, you have Maluma, you have Nicki Jam. Oh, you have let's see who else. It's a lot. Uh, those are definitely my top three, though. Oh, we seen Yandel. Yandel. Man, there's my oh Bad Bunny. Yandel. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Yeah, he's 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 one of the best ones right now. Bad Bunny. And it's I mean it's it's literally just rap in Spanish. Oh, it's rap. It's reggaeton, bro. Oh, it reggaeton. Do I gotta show you some songs? I feel like that'd be pretty good because like you the R's roll, you know, off. And dude, you'll like it. I'll show you some music. I have to it. check it out. It's good. All right, boy. Uh, Texas A and M Podcasting Digital Media Association. Hit my boy up if you want to get in contact with Carlos. Email digitalmedia at tmu.edu. He'll get that, and then you can do some work with him. He's going to have a podcast soon. I don't know if there will be guests. Yes. Some guests. Yes, it's going to be a mix of solo, me, and I'm going to be bringing some guests. So you'll have segments like Simple College, Simple... Yeah, Simple College, you know, Simple Diets, Simple Mornings, all this kind of... Mm -hmm. But all all surrounding simplicity. And the reason why I like simplicity is because, you know... That's the way it has to go in my perspective. Like that's kind of the way I, I like to. I when I'm when I'm making good decisions, I like to think in like how 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 can I think in simply, right? How can I not overcomplicate it? How can I not overthink the situation? Just making it simple. You know, how can I make it simple? Yeah, and those simple decisions are what really matters. Is just yeah, I guess simplifying certain things. So it's just like hey, it's not like yes, it may seem complicated right now, but. That decision in front of you is a yes or a no. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the habits that you develop, it all it all adds up. It's a butterfly effect, you know? So, podcast coming out soon. Simple lifestyle. Hope you all check it out. <laughs>
My boy. All right, bro. I appreciate you coming on. Always, bro. Uh, we'll Always do this more often. All right. Thanks for having me, man. All right, Simple Lifestyle family. Hope you all like this episode with my buddy, Bailey Mullins, from the Mindless Millennials podcast. And, well, we're starting an organization called Texas A&M PDMA, or Podcasting and Digital Media Association, where we're going to collaborate and bring in a network of podcast hosts, YouTube hosts, um, we got bloggers, anyone who's interested in creating anything digital media related. So if you go to Texas A&M and you're interested, let us know. We'll send you some more information. And that was it for this episode. I'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.